You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian Ryan Livergood. Joining me as always this evening from our home office in Minneapolis, Minnesota, we've got Will Greenwood. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited for tonight. Uh, we've had a great week here at the Joes. We've been chatting back and forth about quite a few things. And we're excited to brief the table today. And from North Carolina, the one, the only, Trey Barrett. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. We were just having some really nice football talk off the, off the air. I'm excited. We've got a few, uh, few trades we're going to look at tonight. I'm pr- pretty excited to break these down and hear, hear what we think about them. It should be a, should be a fun conversation for the Joes. We're just going to jump right into it. We're going to jump into a segment we're calling Dynasty Twitter Trades. Because that's really what's going on right now. It's kind of this dead season now where, uh, you know, the, the Super Bowl is still a week away. We're excited about that. But what are you going to do? Well, hopefully you're going to do some trades because that's really what's going on. So we th- what we thought we would do is we would look at some trades going down on uh, Twitter or maybe not going down on Twitter, but they're being discussed on Twitter. And we're going to see what people, um, how people are assessing those trades. We're gonna, then we're going to give our takes. What do we think of what Twitter had to say about a trade? So the first one we've got, this was uh, one uh, trade we were tagged on from the Fantasy Rebel, at Fantasy underscore Rebel. Which would you rather have? I've been offered either one of these wide receivers for Marlon Mack. So do you guys, do you want to keep Marlon Mack, or would you rather take T.Y. Hilton or Jarvis Landry? Trey Barrett. It's pretty easy for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Twitter here. Twitter, uh, 68% said they would take the receiver. I would prefer Landry, uh, although I guess it probably depends a little bit on what my team looks like because I think that T.Y. Hilton is still got another year or two of very good production in him. I do like Landry in that burgeoning Cleveland Browns offense, but uh, either way, I would take the receiver over the running back. No questions asked. I think that's interesting because I think the people that voted the 32% Marlon Mack they are really hungry for that running back production. They want a guy that's in that exciting Indianapolis offense with that offensive line. Will Greenwood, what say you? Do you agree with Twitter here? Well, I never agree with, with Twitter in general. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> this is a general principle in life. But, yeah, I, think, I mean, I think Landry is probably the, the easiest, I, I feel like, player here to, to get with Baker Mayfield and that ascending offense and quarterback. And Kitchens is an offensive coordinator. At least that blended well. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't Landry wasn't like a stud when that happened or anything like that. It's not like he, you know, won you a fantasy or anything. But that's it's a new team. It's a rookie quarterback. It's Hugh Jackson, you know, who started that off. So I would rather take the risk on having Landry. I feel like his upside's higher. At least it's a good base. Like give him like if he goes back to Dolphins production, that's a huge win for you. And that I feel like that's what might be where his floor could be. Maybe less catches, but more yards. Um, and then I'm a big fan of T.Y. with with Luck Healthy now. And so I think that that's going to be an underrated, uh, really, really big asset, at least in the next, like, let's say three years with, with T.Y. and Luck. I think it's going to be a great connection. So I would take him over Mac. I think the thing about Mac, though, and that we, we, we might be underrating it a little bit, that Mac, fin- Mac, Mac finished pretty strong for the end of the year. I mean, he had, let's see here, week 14, 15, 16. This is probably where a lot of this comes from. He had at least a touchdown. I mean, 16, only 30, 32 yards. 
on one touchdown. But in week 15, he won you your semifinal game probably with 139 yards and two touchdowns. That's, I mean, it's a huge game. So that's probably where this is coming from. And there's going to be some recency bias. He, had to, he struggled with some health. But that team was clicking at the end of the year. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't necessarily hate if somebody was a huge Barley Mac fan and took it. So I side this way, but I wouldn't, I don't think it's overly egregious if you really do believe that Mac, they're not going to add somebody in the offseason. I, I just don't trust it. Like, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be somebody who's going to push him or he's not going to be healthy again. Yeah, I, I think I go with, the, I, per, I would go with Jarvis Landry personally of those two wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton is getting older. He's trying to get beat up a little bit. I'm a big fan of Jarvis Landry, and I think the connection between him and Baker Mayfield will improve next year. There's a lot of hate for Jarvis Landry right now. He's kind of a target of mine uh, going into the offseason. I already own him on a lot of teams, but I like Jarvis Landry. Um, getting a thumbs up from Trey. I was listening to, I think it was Dynasty Wall Street, our friends over at Dynasty Wall Street. They were just, those guys all hate Jarvis Landry. And I love listening to that on that podcast, thinking like, okay, this is good. This is a buying opportunity for me for people listening to this podcast. So um, I do like, I, I'm intrigued by Marlon Mack. I own him in a couple of places. I acquired him cheap. And I think he's a hold if you have him. Um, but it's kind of a question mark, right? You, you got to think that Indianapolis is going to add to that backfield. They got a lot of cap space. They're going to bring in some competition. You know, the guys that they have there, I'm not overly impressed with. Um, but yeah, he, it, it, durability is a concern for, uh, of mine for Marlon Mack and he doesn't have tremendous draft capital attached to him. So intriguing guy, but really could go either way. Let's jump to the next trade guys. Um, I love this one. This, uh, comes from FF dynasty 260, their Twitter handle at FFD 260. Which of these tight ends do you most like, which, oh, excuse me. Which of these tight ends are you most likely to sell in dynasty this off season and why? So you've got Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. Um, the consensus was Ertz, 47%, followed by Kittle, 32%, and Travis Kelsey, 21%. So I'm curious. Well, let's start with you this time. Which tight end of, of these, you know, kind of the big three tight ends, I guess, we're, we're calling them now, which one, let's say you owned them all by some chance, which one are you most likely to sell? Huh. Uh, I, for me, it'd be, it'd be Kelsey. And... It, it, that offense is going to be booming next year. It's going to be super fun. And he could, he could, you know, really, really like put mud in my face with, with saying this, but he's the highest value. You know, people aren't going to pay what Kittle, what Kittle's worth. I think in fantasy points, because I, I mean, people have inquired on teams that I have him and I'm like, well, here's where he is. It just never kind of, it, it'll never get to the point where I think it's worth to lose that on your team. And I think Kelsey is a guy that you can go out and get another top five player in a different position in a deal, and that's what I think matters. So I would probably be most likely to sell Kelsey in that scenario. I mean, your lead format and everything like, uh, else like that matters. Uh, I think Ertz, everybody sees the, the Goddard like, flashes this year have, have hurt Ertz's value overall, in my opinion, for Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Trey, what do, you, what do you think of these three tight ends? Uh, if, uh, and I, you're, maybe that's not fair to say if you have all three of them. Because if you have all three of them, um, you're in good shape. But, but I, guess it, I guess that's kind of the question. Which one are you looking to sell? I know this is going to sound really pretty crazy, but I think that I might look to sell Kittle. And I know that there is a uh, ridiculous craze right now going on over George Kittle. But I, I think that he kind of in a lot of ways this year was the San Francisco passing offense. 
I think that realistically, I mean, I, I know there's been some whispers of, of an Antonio Brown coming to San Francisco, but I think that realistically the 49ers are going to add a big time wide receiver in some capacity, maybe a couple through free agency, the draft. And I, I just am not sure that Kittle, I mean, he, he saw 136 targets this year. I know that, you know, everybody kind of wants to say that he's the next, you know, elite tight end, but I would, I might even be shopping Kittle. I don't think you'd be wrong for, for selling any of them, but you know, Kelsey and Ertz are each under contract for three more years in, in pretty dynamic offenses. And, um, and so I, I think that I'm, I might actually try and sell Kittle his, his draft cab. I think it was like a fifth round draft pick. So, you know, historically, if you look at, you know, the productivity of, of those late round tight ends, it's just, and I know he had an uber productive year this past year, you know, so, but I don't know. I, I probably would, would, would see, I think he's a pretty hot name right now. I don't think you're crazy. Cause I was kind of thinking the same thing mainly for me. I, I don't know. I, this is a cop out, but uh, number one, you don't own all three of these tight ends and um, I don't really want to sell any of these tight ends unless I'm getting like a, a real sweet deal. And you might, I mean, if you want any of these tight ends, you, you can probably name your price because everyone's going to be inquiring because everyone wants to have that tight end locked into the position. But you're right with George Kittle, that he was the person in San Francisco and it might be like the Evan Ingram effect, right? Uh, where Evan Ingram, his rookie year, you know, he, he saw those targets. He was the guy with, with, with Beckham out and, um, you know, then Saquon was drafted and then Odell Beckham was back. And, and, and of course, Evan Ingram was injured, so this isn't really fair. I may, maybe this is a little bit narrative street, what I'm saying. But it will be interesting to see what happens with George Kittle in the offense. Um, say Antonio Brown comes into town or they get like a elite wide receiver one. So uh, for me, I, I like that take. I probably still go with Ertz, though. I, I do worry about Dallas Goddard. But it's hard. This is a really tough one because I, I don't really want to sell any of these guys. Um, but but I can I can see the 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 rationale behind uh, selling Kittle or Ertz and then maybe Kelsey with his age he's the oldest one, um, uh, but Kelsey's extremely durable and he's in that Kansas City offense so man it's it's really hard to sell Travis Kelsey isn't it? Well, yeah, um, I, uh, so for this question though and the it's it's not like you're most likely to sell to me it's a va- it's a value question. Uh, Kelsey's probably at his peak right. I mean, maybe he has a really productive year yeah. next year. Maybe thirty-one. That's not. It, I mean, it'd be very, very hard that he gets gets more valuable than what he is now. Uh, Kittle, again, he probably doesn't. I mean, like that's a really, really good season, and I, and I get it. it that, that production is probably unsustainable completely. But he, I mean, tight ends who've produced like that in the past typically reproduce like that in uh, again when they when they flash in their first two years. So. You know, we'll see how kind of how he, how he performs over time. Uh, I can see selling Ertz, but to me, it's a you sell it if you want to sell one of your tight ends, you sell at the peak. And so, in my opinion, is Ertz is devalued by Goddard a little bit on that team. Kittle hasn't ascended to his max value. You might as well just risk it unless you're going to get unless somebody really wants to overpay. And so, Kelsey was just the biggest trade piece. That's why it wasn't a. I think Kelsey is the most talented out of these guys by far, and I think he's the best asset in a redraft league. It's not close for next year, but uh, that, uh, yeah, that's why I'd be moving him. I'll be honest, though. I don't think that Kittle, to be completely honest, I don't think that he's valued significantly less than Kelsey or Ertz right now. And I think Kelsey and Ertz have staying power at their current value. I think if we fast forward, so, I mean, if you go back 12 months, 
I mean, Kittle was like worthless. You could get him for a third round draft pick, whereas Kelsey and Ertz were valued right where they are now. I think you fast forward 12 months from now, the one that's the most likely to me to be worth significantly less than they are right now is George Kittle. Because if he doesn't repeat next year what he did this year, his value is going to fall off tremendously. So that's, that's where I think, you know, you talk about peak. I, I mean, Kittle could be at peak value right now because just the fact that he's being mentioned in the same breath as these other two tight ends is a little bit crazy to me. I mean, I know the production was there, but again, I, I think it was the situation. So I don't think you're wrong to sell any of them though. The problem is, I mean, yeah, after these three, man, it's kind of like a wasteland. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, there are probably some guys coming up like, OJ Howard, David Njoku, but those are still question marks, really. I mean, in, in terms of who you feel really good about, definitely these three guys. So let's move on. Enough about uh, tight end talk, the three, you know, top three tight ends. How about who you've got in this trade? This is a 16-team league. One quarterback, PPR, 0.25 points per carry. So it's a points per carry league. Uh, this is Jerry O'Shea on Twitter. So we've got Mixon or DJ Moore and Allen Robinson. So who do you want to go with? Do you want to go with the Cincinnati running back or do you want to go with DJ Moore who had some flashes this year and Allen Robinson, who's a guy that's kind of getting, getting hated on. Um, uh, Will, why don't you tell us who tw- what uh, Twitter did and, and who you'd go with? This is interesting. I'm going to weigh in first on this oh. one. Actually, um, so I, I really went back and forth about this. Initially, I thought with it being a quarter point per carry league that Joe Mixon, I think, was kind of just the – I mean, I have very limited experience in these point per carry leagues, but I know that that these running backs that are workhorse type running backs – have just absolutely immense value. I mean, think about like a 14-team Superflex league where it's six points for passing touchdown, right? Quarterbacks are like impossible to buy. And that's how these workhorse running backs are in this these types of leagues. For me, and I know this is a cop-out, it probably would be team-dependent and dependent on the starting lineup. Because in a 16-team league, starters are spread so thin. Maybe you think about that. If it's a typical league, let's say that it's a start one running back two wide receiver and there's two flex, you know, you could start technically up to four wide receivers. There's 16 teams in the league that, you know, that's 64 wide receivers. So to be able to have DJ Moore and A-Rob, who I think are wide receiver ones on their, on, on their respective teams moving forward, you know, I, I think for me having those two depth pieces could be worth more than having that one stud running back, you know, because typically the bigger the league, the more I want depth, and the less I'm concerned about having a stud. So it's a really close trade for me and probably would be very team specific and starting lineup specific. And it's tough. Cause I think in um, when you have points per carry in, in uh, leagues like that, that running backs become maybe overvalued, maybe their value is inflated more than they should. So, you know, maybe this is a team that they're really struggling at the running back position. Um, it's funny when I was reading this, well, I, I saw Mixon on there. And I was like, what's his first name? And I thought, Kyle Mixon. I have a friend named Kyle Mixon. Hello, Kyle, if you're listening. And I'm like, that's not right. So that's why I didn't say Joe Mixon. <laughs> but it's not my friend Kyle. It's Joe Mixon, Will. 
and um, you know you can get DJ Moore and, and Alan Robinson for him. So what do you want to do? Yeah, 16-team is tough. And thanks, Trey, for stepping in. I think I was uh, skipping a bit on my end. And if I, if I still am, let me know, boys. But, uh, yeah, it's 16-team. And that, that roster size is so important. That needs to be included in a Twitter trade like this. That, that big to everything. If you have – like, what if it's like a 16-team league, but you start like five players? Which one of these guys do you want? You know, that, it, it, you know which one of these guys do you want? Versus if you have, you know, two running backs, three wide receivers – two flexes, you know, some sort of weird big roster size. I'm a huge fan of Allen Robinson, and he's still under contract, at least for one more year. And then next year, I can see the Bears restructuring him if him and Trubisky have a connection. So, and I still I still think his talent and what he could do there could be incredible. So, uh, that, I love, the 16-team idea, talent's spread so thin. If you're a DJ Moore fan and you trust what the Panthers are going to do, uh, you take that side. I lean heavily mixing. I think I think with what the Bengals are going to do with the new coaching staff, uh, I think mixing I, his upside right now is so massive, so massive. I would take the risk uh, in a, in a in a bubble, like in a vacuum. Yeah, I think the thing that with this trade is that it, it's tough for me. Just with with sixteen teams with the point two five points per carry. So I, I really go back and forth. I love DJ Moore and Odd Robinson, but oh, I don't know. It, it is hard to say without knowing the team. But I, I guess I'll lean towards – I think it should have been closer on Twitter, frankly. I, I guess I'll lean towards Joe Mixon because of the of the tremendous upside. But that could really burn you because DJ Moore I really like, and, and I could see him as a, a solid wide receiver one in the future. I really like his talents. And Alan Robinson, I think – People forget coming off the injury, first year in Chicago in that system. I really see Allen Robinson taking a step forward. I think he's a buy this offseason. So it's tough for me. I'll go Joe Mixon, although I might regret it very, very soon. Guys, I love this next question. This is James Shoemaker at FF Poll Tsunami. What do you do with James Conner? Sell now or hold? He's Le'Veon 2.0. And this, I think, is interesting because this was January 21st, and I would argue that if you asked this a month or two ago, it would have been clearly a hold. Maybe he's not living on 2.0. But here on Twitter, it's sell now 54% versus hold 46%. So, Will, what do you think of James Conner? It seems like the the opinion of James Conner is shifting a little bit. Maybe that's because he got injured. Maybe because that's Jalen Samuels came in and, and looked you know, decent in, in that role. What do you think? So if I'm going the you know, the general public opinion of, about James Conner seems to be dropping uh, a little bit, and it just comes with conversations with leagues that have had him in and what they're talking about, and the what Jalen Samuels did just slightly in those games. Like I mean, he had good games, but I don't necessarily so know that he flashed enough that I think he's actually going to eat into James Conner's role in the future. I would be so if somebody was selling cheap on James Conner, I'd be a massive buyer of him, but it's hard because. People want like a pretty, a pretty like great value for him, and so it, it depends. I don't think he's Levy on two point I don't think you're gonna see a Levy on two point It's a pretty unique running style, like almost like an Arian Foster, but more athletic. But you're not gonna see. I don't think you're ever gonna see another Arian Foster in what he did. So uh, there, there's never uh, at a new and improved Levy on Bell. No, I don't think James Conner is that. I think he's a harder, uh, sometimes more decisive runner. Uh, a, a worse pass catcher, especially in clutch situations often or, or at the end of the year there. But I think he's going to get another spike next year. So I'm just, you know, if, if, if somebody's not going to pay me a bunch for him, uh, I'm, I'm going to hold. And if I could, let's say if I could trade James Conner for 
you know, I might even add a little something to get like Antonio Brown, depending on t- team building what I'm doing. I don't think I don't think James Conner has like a long term staying power. Is 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 where I'm oh, where my head is. But I think the next two years though, you can get some good production out of him, and he could you know he could win you or make you you can make the playoffs with him pretty easily, or you know maybe far in the playoffs with him. Trey, you gonna sell James Conner? You gonna keep him? You know these these polls are so challenging because it's all based on price, right? I mean, you know. Uh, someone could tell you that they wouldn't sell Saquon Barkley right now, but if you offered them Todd Gurley in two twenty twenty early first, they'd probably do it. I mean, uh, you know, you, 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 you can't ever really say that X players a sell 100%. All depends on what you're getting for them. I, I would probably say based on just assuming that you get market value, which I think right now he's going like toward the back end of the second round, I would be selling at that price. You know, I, I would want – one of the receivers in that range or, you know, a running back, you know, someone like a carry on Johnson that I believe in a little bit more. Um, and I think you could get something even on top of carry on Johnson for James Conner. I, I think that for me, you know, the, the Steelers didn't plan to come into this past year as with, with him as their starter, right? That was not intentional. Um, they expected, I think at least slightly that Le'Veon Bell would show up and, and would play like we all did, right? No, no one really completely saw this coming. I mean, Antonio Brown's leaving, and w- what's that offense going to look like? Is Big Ben coming back? How many years is he there? You know, w- what's the long-term potential? I, n- I know that James Conner is only 23 years old, uh, but but I just don't know, like, like Will said, that he has the staying power. So if I could get that, you know, mid to late second-round startup pick value for James Conner right now, I probably would go ahead and move him before they bring in another running back or before they go into next year and it's a timeshare and his value starts to drop. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I need to, you guys made great points there. I, he's a sell for me for all those reasons. You know, part of me is tempted to hold on to him and maybe see if he has some, some big games early on in the 2019 season. But for the most part, I'm out on James Conner. He, he's a sell. So let, let's move on. We've got some other interesting traits coming up to talk about. Uh, one of our, our favorite guys to talk about, is mentioned in this trade. Saquon Barkley. I was surprised by the results a little bit, guys. I mean, maybe not, but interesting trade. This is a big boy trade right here. It's a PPR Superflex League. Saquon Barkley for Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and the 101. I'm assuming the 2018 101. So uh, Saquon Barkley. 2019, for, I'd assume. You, you assume? I assume it's 2019, not 2018. Oh yeah, you yeah. go back last year. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yes, I forgot. We we are in 2019. Thank you for that. So, once again, Saquon Barkley for Julio Jones, Mike Evans in the 2019 101. Saquon Barkley comes in at 33 percent, so 67 percent went with Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and the 101. I, I, I guys, I, I mean, that's a a lot to give for Saquon Barkley. But we've we talked about this. I'm trying to think if this is the last episode or if this was a Patreon show. He is Will, you talked about this last week, actually. He is a guy that should be right up there at the top of the first round startup dynasty drafts for a long, long time. He's an amazing talent. I want Saquon. I'd give up Julio, Mike Evans, and the one-on-one for Saquon. I mean, for me, this is an easy trade to make. But Twitter disagreed. What do you think, Will? It, well, yeah, I'd, I'd probably do this. Uh, I'd take the Quan here. I think I think Saquon has a potential that his touchdowns last year is, is low. Like they're gonna, we're gonna look back in time and be like, oh, 
he had like he, he why didn't he score as many touchdowns his rookie year with all these yards and catches and things like that he, he just is he, he's so shockingly good on a bad team it, I can only see it going the arrow pointed up right now and so I, I don't know Saquon Barkley is the one that's going to win you those games and you can fill in players for Mike Evans and Julio Jones later in the year and the one-on-one this year I'm not trustworthy enough right now in the process to value it high enough to this. And I know, yeah, it's, it's a big boy trade, but uh, I mean, he, it's, it's Saquon Barkley. He, I'm, I'm such a big fanboy of him right now and what he's going to do for your fantasy teams. And I, I only own him in, in two places, and I wish I owned him a dozen places. And I'm sad about it. I would, if I had Julio Jones, Mike Evans, one-on-one, I would, I would trade him for Barkley. Trey, or, or, is that crazy? Are we crazy? Because you got Julio Jones, who probably has at least a couple of more years of you know wide receiver one production. Mike Evans, you know now things are turning around. You got Bruce Arians coming to Tampa, um, and, and then the one hundred and one. The one hundred and one could be huge. I mean, we don't even know. I mean, there's some really stud guys that that could could really blow up and and, and be tremendous players. So, so what do you think? <clears throat> I think that this trade is. The, the value for me is on the Julio Mike Evans and 101 side. If, if we're looking strictly at value, if you want to estimate the worth of Saquon Barkley, I, I don't think that Saquon Barkley on his own is worth I, – I, I mean, I know I had Saquon Barkley on a team that made the playoffs in, in a league that I was, you know, in the playoffs with you two gentlemen, and I didn't even make it to the championship game, right? And I, and I actually have Patrick Mahomes. I, I mean, I have a decent team around him. So you're, you're not going to win fantasy championships with Saquon Barkley being your only stud. So to be able to add a top, to me, a top six or eight wide receiver in Mike Evans, who I think, you know, has a real opportunity under Bruce Arians to regain the value he had a couple years ago when he was arguably the 101, 102, 103 in PPR Dynasty startups. To, and to add the 101, which is only going to grow in value. I mean, these are assets you can move. You, I'm, so – Man, I, I would have to say again, it, it would it would be dependent on my team and whether I felt like I was a solid contender, um, or whether I was looking more into kind of a rebuild. Um, I love the opportunity to have Saquon Barkley on any team, unless it's super flex or crazy scoring. Any dynasty startup that I'm doing right now, and I have the 101, and I cannot trade down. I'm taking Saquon Barkley. No questions asked. No brainer. Easy decision for me. But it would be really difficult for me if I were – basically, if I were starting a team from scratch and you said you can either have Saquon Barkley or you can have Julio, Mike Evans, and the 101 to start building your team, it would be really hard for me to take Saquon over those other three. So I, I, I say that I have to side on the, on the side that Twitter did here in this. As much as I love Barkley and, and love to own him, I mean, that, that's three pretty valuable pieces. So let me push back here just a second. Um, I'm in a, in a league where the commissioner does a great job. It's the golden boys league. Jake Patterson is the commissioner. Hello to Jake. Um, and he put together this great, he's got this great league spreadsheet and it's only two seasons and he has player stats in a season, non QB, non week 17. So these are the, in the two year history of the league, the top, top performing players. Number one, Todd Gurley in 2017. Uh, this is half point PPR. 357.3 points. Number two, Todd Gurley, 342.6. This was in 2018. Christian McCaffrey, number three, 329.5 in 2018. And also in 2018, Saquon Barkley, number four, 328.1. That was his first year. 
in a bad offense with a bad offensive line. His situation is only going to get better. He can absolutely go Todd Gurley circa 2017 in the fantasy playoffs multiple times. So I think he is a guy that can win you leagues in the playoffs. I think you can have him and a bunch of crap around him on your team, and, and he might, might get you some championships. So I do think he's that difference maker. I, I don't think Julio Jones is that anymore. I think Mike Evans is too inconsistent. The 101 is a question mark. I love those guys, and, and I see your argument. But for me, Saquon Barkley is a difference maker. That's why I'm on the Saquon side of this deal. I want to ask you guys, while, while you were talking, I pulled up the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Shout out to our guys over at the DTC. They, uh, you know, this product I think is a really neat way to, to not, you know, be the end-all, be-all. Uh, I think it's be-all, end-all. But um, anyway, it's a, it's a great <laughs> tool to use. It's, it's not, it's not the, the source of truth. But so what, what do you guys think is the difference in value in the calculator uh, between these two sides? How, how, how close do you think it is? Which side do you think is more valuable? And you had to kind of put numbers on it. We're going full PPR? Yeah, full PPR, 12-team. I just did 12-team full PPR. I bet, the, I, bet it's a tw- I bet it's a 19-point difference uh, in favor of Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and the 101. 19. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, 19-point difference, like what, you know, are you talking like, you know, 20 to 39 or like 50 to 69? Or- oh, no, it's going to be like 82 to 63. Okay. Yeah, I might even take the over on that. I think I think Saquon is probably valued at around a sixty in that trade calculator, and maybe the other guys are combined eighty-five. That's my guess. So Saquon Barkley, actually, in this trade calculator, basically Mike Evans and Julio Jones alone are worth more than Saquon Barkley. So th- this trade calculator, and again, this is not this is not law. This is this is just fun to look at Saquon Barkley oh, yeah. is worth uh, 68.3 value and these three assets are 102.2 value so um, you know it's kind of funny because it's it's almost not not quite two to one but but not not far off so you know it's about 30 no it is actually yeah almost almost a three to two comparison so anyway I, I think that you know it, it's Depends on your preference, and, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley is one of those guys that's super, super fun to own right now. Yeah, and let's rewind it back just quickly. So let's say you're playing a full PPR league with no long rushes or gain bonuses, and you're just looking at, like, just it's uh, super flex and straight points. Typically, super flex, I feel like, is more likely to be full PPR. Uh, Saquon Barkley outscored Mike Evans this year, and I feel like Mike Evans had a pretty decent year. By 104 points. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of week-over-week points uh, to, to, to just, like, like, live with. And Julio Jones was closer. Uh, Julio Jones was still just, just – it was just over 60. And you, you, you can fill in roster spots there. And you have this guy – I mean, a running back, Saquon Barkley could get both his ACLs teared one play somehow in some weird, like, interaction you know, with somebody tackling him. But I think we're – I do. The thing is, we we may be missing the boat here, and just how valuable he's going to be. Like, why couldn't he score more? He scored 15 touchdowns in an offense that was horrible at scoring, and I think he could up it very easily. And I, and I just have a lot of faith in that. Yeah, but you bring up a good point, Trey, and it and it might be team specific too. Like maybe 
if, if the, the guy that owns Jones and Evans, maybe they're just stacked wide receiver and they desperately need a running back. So that deal would make sense for them. Cause I, I will say this is what I think you have to pay to get a Saquon Barkley. I think you have to overpay to get him. I mean, I think any of those guys, like I think Todd Gurley is probably one of those guys, maybe lesser. So maybe people are a little down on him because of his playoff performance. So maybe that's not correct, but I think you got to pay up to get him. So. And I'm a huge Julio fan too. I have him in a few places. Yeah, I don't know what people are paying for the the Rams second string running back right now. <laughs> you, you know who outscored Saquon? I was looking at weeks one through sixteen. Sorry, not the whole season. I, I should have said that at the beginning of that. Uh, you know who outscored Saquon Barkley? Christian McCaffrey in full PPR. Yeah, and, and half too. You know, so yeah, it's CMC really interesting. It'll be interesting to see what he does um, if if Cam misses significant time in uh, in twenty nineteen, but. We should we've, – we've got um, – we probably have time for two more trades. I'm going to skip down to um, this tra- trade that is 50-50 on Twitter. Dynasty PPR, pick a side. We've got to go quick on this one, guys. We've got Damien Williams and oh, – man, I'm blanking on player names for some Corey. reason. This is Corey, my guy, Corey Davis. How could I forget Corey's first name? Jeesh. And then um, it's Corey (laughs) Corey Davis uh, versus AJ Green and Derrick Henry. So Damian Williams, Corey Davis on one side, AJ Green, Derrick Henry on the other. This is a PPR dynasty league. Uh, Let's quickly pick a side because we've got to save time to talk about burgers, guys. So Trey, who you got in in a a minute or less? I probably would take AJ Green and Derrick Henry just because I would want to turn around and flip them. I'm not quite sold on Corey Davis. Damian Williams is kind of hard for me to peg the value on. If I had to keep these guys for two years, I would take Williams and Davis, but I'd take Green and Henry and try and flip them for younger, uh, more reliable assets. Interesting. Um, Will, do you think that A.J. Green and Derrick Henry are more flippable than Damian Williams and um, Corey Davis? And which side would you take? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm with Trey here, basically 100%. You know, I, I like Corey Davis so much, probably to my detriment, I would probably take that side and, and flip Damien Williams because I think you can get more for Damien Williams than you think. So, but, but I think 50, 50 is probably right. I, I like the AJ green, Derrick Henry side. I, I, you guys might be correct on the way to go. I just am blinded by my Corey Davis love on that um, <laughs> to a fault. Okay. Finally, this is the best Twitter question we have guys. Uh, Jeffrey at red Hawks FF who has the best cheeseburger, nothing fancy, just a cheeseburger or hamburger. If you prefer some are regional places, so this should be interesting. So on the Twitter poll, he put in and out which won at 52%. McDonald's, okay, 16%. White Castle, 9%. And other in replies, 23%. A lot of people in replies mentioned Five Guys. Uh, Shake Shack got mentioned. Some, some burger places I'm not familiar with got mentioned. I think Whataburger, which I think is, uh, is that Texas, Oklahoma area. Um, so what do you guys think? Important question here to end the show. Who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about the best cheeseburger or hamburger in the country? We're talking mainly chain so, places, I think. Or yeah, maybe a local place. No, no, Jeffrey made a big mistake. He's talking drive throughs and I don't think five guys counts in that. I don't think uh, – there's five guys all over uh, Minnesota, and they're not drive throughs So That's true. But that, he doesn't say drive a lot of reply. In and out, McDonald's and White Castle are all drive throughs right? Yeah, but he didn't say drive throughs specifically. He just said nothing fancy. I know. I'm just saying that that was his mistake. Okay. Uh, okay. Fair enough. He'll, he'll learn from this. Because, <laughs> uh, here in Minnesota, it's, it, gets, it gets real, real cold. So drive-thrus are very important in what we do. And we don't have them, 
but I would slam dunk, take in and out because McDonald's White House is a horrible thing. So uh, I just assume the upside of that is worth it. Yeah, no, in and out is, is phenomenal. I'm a Midwest guy and, you know, I've been to California several times and in Vegas, they've got in and out. It's always a good uh, trip to Vegas late night to, you know, get an Uber, go to in and out. Um, in and out for me, for sure. I don't think in and out's overrated. I love in and out. If you think it's overrated, you haven't done it right. Trey, what do you think? I've never been to In-N-Out or White Castle and McDonald's is a hard pass for me. So I'm going to go the eat more chicken route and uh, hit up Chick-fil-A for the, uh, yeah, the you burgers know, are great. fried fried, uh, fried chicken burger. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't I, – it's hard for me to weigh in on this one. Plus for me, man, it like so many gourmet burger places around Asheville where it's like, you know – farm-raised cattle and you know, yeah. these incredibly fresh ingredients that like it's ruined me for eating a burger anywhere else. I was going to say, guys, I make a mean burger on the Roto-Librarian grill in my backyard. Um, so I, know I, I, I buy like grass-fed beef. I buy the good stuff and I season it correctly and I, I make a damn good burger. So I was thinking maybe I could reply and say my grill because that's when I eat. I don't buy a lot of burgers out. I, I make my own. Uh, okay. Any final thoughts, burgers or otherwise? Will any good local places in, uh, Minneapolis for burgers that you want to plug? Well, like a walkable, there's Red Cow. That's a, a fan favorite by the people here. Uh, I don't know, like a burger out place. A shocking, shocking revelation in my life was the Lowry, which is one of my favorite bars in Minneapolis. Uh, their turkey burger, brown turkey burger fan overall, was incredibly good. And I, I will go back to that. It was, I was just, just floored. Hmm. The, spices, the spices and everything they included in it, that's what matters. It is. It's about the seasoning. It's about how they cook it. Absolutely. All right, guys, I'm hungry. We got to go. Thanks to our listeners. Follow us at FF Joe's. You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time. We are the fantasy Joe's. Two last hands are too small. If Dowell Loggins is the OC for the Jets, do you collapse and die of your Sam Darnold shares? That's just... Yeah, kind of. Oh, man, that's so, that's so sad. It's happening. It's already been announced. He's going to be like, we can't pass because they're playing protection. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs>